0: Hi, it's Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with Angel Whisperer Michael, and I'm so glad he's with us today. We can really use his help. He's going to help us connect with our guardian angels, and gosh, we all need that right now. But before I bring Michael on, let me just thank everybody who has subscribed to my channel, who's been listening to the podcast. I really appreciate all the messages that everybody has uh, sent to me, and if you guys are interested in a psychic reading, just go to my website, Nancy out.com, Go and click on book. It'll take you to my calendar and you'll be able to book a reading with me. Okay. All right. Now, before I bring Michael on, let me read his bio to you. He's been on the show before, but Dr. Michael Tursey is an angel medium. He's a Reiki master, a spiritual teacher, and an optometrist. What started as a visitation from spirit as a child developed into prophetic abilities as a teenager and later into Empathic Insights. He quickly learned that we are not alone in the universe, and instead that we are surrounded by a host of angelic beings, as he awakened to his, this awareness during medical school. Now, Dr. Michael has always maintained his passion for combining science and spirituality. However, after Dr. Michael awakened to his mediumship abilities, he discovered we all have guardian angels that are ever-present and love us unconditionally. Now, per the request of his own guardian angel to live up to his life mission, he began providing guardian angel readings to others. Hey, Michael, welcome to High Road to Humanity.
1: Hi, Nancy. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, Really excited to be on the show again. It was great the first time, so thank you so much for asking me to be on again.
0: You're welcome. Hey, listen, um, what's going on with everything here? You've got angels that are talking to you. Tell the audience how this works. I mean, how do you get your information?
1: Well, uh, you know, obviously I am a guardian angel um, medium, so I speak with angels. Uh, I Everyone has a guardian angel, like you mentioned in the bio, and I connect with them. I speak with them. I do the readings for people to kind of help them understand how their angel communicates with them, kind of bridging that gap and making that connection and that relationship with your own angels stronger. And I always use empathic abilities to be able to help people with that stuff as well. I also love to be able to connect people with their angels so that they can understand their own gifts. If people do have their own um, spiritual or psychic abilities to be able to strengthen themselves and to kind of start being the person that they truly are.
0: I think it's wonderful. You do wonderful work. And I've had a session with um, Michael and it's just amazing. And it's really cool. And you have a wonderful gift and I'm glad you're helping out. You're helping humanity. You're really doing a good job. So
1: thank you for that. Thanks. I'm trying to do my best.
0: You are. Um, I want to ask a little bit about the COVID. I know everybody asks you this question. Um, what's the situation right now? you see it kind of tailing off now. Are we going to have things yeah. get a little better? <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I, a few people have asked. And one of the things that they, I've been communicating with the angels ever since it started. One of the things that they told me was um, last November was when things were going to start getting a little bit better. Um, things were just, we were going to start seeing a little bit of a drop off. Although it did resurge slightly, it did kind of go down. And then they said, okay, now that we're over that hump, March is when things are going to start to kind of level out again. And okay. as we are seeing that, when March rolled around, vaccines started to come out. Um, people, you know, we obviously reports, especially my own state of California, um, actually finally started to decrease and things started to get a little bit better and it's going to continue down that road. um, from what they're telling me is that things are going to get better with this particular, um, condition that we've been dealing with for over a year now.
2: Will there be other, um, diseases that
0: come as well, or is, is that coming? Um, that, I hate that, to ask you that question, I but know. I
1: can tell by the look on your face. <laughs> yes, um, it's a it, it is a very tricky question uh, because I don't want to incite fear Correct. in people. Right. But right. you know, things will continue to occur. Um, mm-hmm. Even before COVID, we had other things that were happening. We soon forget about them sometimes or they become distant memory. But there were other conditions that we were fearful of. And Mm -hmm. that is something that will continue. Will it be as bad as this? This was an exception. And so it won't be as bad, but there will still be things that will occur um, going down the road in the future. Right now, we, we are coming out of this one. We have a break now. Things are going to be better. We're going to get stronger and something will come around again, but it's not going to be as devastating as this was globally, like how this was, it was, it was insane. 2020 was a rough year for everybody. Right. So it won't be that won't be as bad now.
0: Now the awakening, Mm. um, this Mm. is a, a time of awakening. What have the angels told you about this time of awakening?
1: Yes, this is a huge time of awakening. It has actually been going on for a while now. Okay. But the awakening itself really came to a head um, during this year. One of the mm-hmm. things that I tell people, although the angels don't talk to me a lot about numerology or sacred geometry, uh, that four is a very big number for as like an angelic number. Okay. And to them it represents transformation and change. And if we look at 2020, 2020 added up is four. Four, okay. And so that's why I tell everybody that this was a huge transformational and transitional year. For those of us that have survived and have come out of it, it is going to be a huge awakening and transformational year, not just spiritually for everybody, but also physically in the world as well. Things are going to start changing. And I don't have as much insight into the physical part of things as to how everything's going to be changing with that. Mm -hmm. But spiritual awakening is a real thing. And I have been noticing in that even during 2020, when I thought that I was going to have a real hit on how many readings I was doing, Mm -hmm. it actually started blowing up. And a lot of people started coming for readings and finding that they were noticing and finally, or coming to terms. Being aware. Being aware of their own gifts and things that they were sensing and feeling. Especially since a lot of them, well, most of them that I would come into contact with, empaths. That's going like to be me. That how, yes, like yeah. me, that's yeah. how things are going to start. People, right. I, I always joke that empath, being an empath is the gateway gift. Uh, like how people would joke that marijuana or, or be serious about how marijuana <laughs> is the gateway drug. Yeah, you know, so we've you got the do, gateway gift, huh? <laughs> yeah, basically, is, I, I kind of joke about that, not belittling drugs or anything. No, but, I'm know.
2: with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, being an empath is something that I started out as. Right. And as I came into this and started to understand it, I actually mm-hmm. tried to go to classes or try to branch out and find others. And I found those people to have also started off as an empath. Right. And then when I started doing angel readings and connecting with more and more people, it does start out like that. So right. people who are understanding and finally coming to terms with that they're empaths are going to be awakening even more to other gifts that they, I agree
0: with you because that was the first thing for me was being an empath I picked I mean I'm such an empath I mean I picked (laughs) up on the energy I was ridiculous and it was shocking actually it's shocking because you're like whoa is this really happening and then when you realize it is it's it blows your own mind because you can't believe that you actually have this powerful gift but I have it and you I do know. Too.
1: And I've I've connected with quite a few people since all of this started for me a few years ago. Right. And a lot of them have been in the science community like I have, you know, okay. I'm not a scientist or anything. But like you mentioned, and I am mm-hmm. an optometrist, right. I have gone through all of the science courses in undergrad, I went through optometry school, which is hard, and, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, it wasn't easy. Right. And so finding out that I was an empath, Mm -hmm. something that was very hard for me to wrap my head around Mm -hmm. because it's not something that, I mean, recently I have found some articles, um, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but people are looking at empathy and being an empath as an actual thing now, finally in the science. Yeah,
3: yes. But
1: when I found out about it, it wasn't talked about. And Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, no, I'm going crazy here. No, I'm not. I know. know. And it was very difficult. But when I finally realized it, the key there was to accept it Mm -hmm. and to understand that this is not a curse. This is not a weakness. This is a gift that I can turn into a strength. And that's what I try to help people understand.
0: Yeah. And I just want to say that because it is a gift. And, and the biggest thing you can do is just go with it, go with your gut and trust your intuition. You know, when you're an empath and you know something like Mm -hmm. I can tell if people lie, like immediately immediately
1: yeah. um, some people are very good at that and they've been able to develop that that um as what my angels have told me mm-hmm. um kind of goes into a claircognizant cognizant type of a gift and that's that is have. something that branches off from an empath just mm-hmm. like some people might be clairvoyant clairaudient their mm-hmm. cognizance is a real thing right, and right. people a... who have that they can tell when you know that's lying.
3: me i have a and clear
0: them. knowing i know it's yeah. scary too because yeah. <laughs> i'm like dude if you yeah. knew who i was
1: you wouldn't be lying to me <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty I know, funny, I know. and it's hard because the yeah. biggest thing that that the people find with any gift right. is trusting it. Yeah, and that's that is true. the hard part, and so that's why I tell people take it in stages. Even when I have students that I'm working with, you're an empath. First, trust being an empath.
0: Exactly. Trust what
1: you're feeling. Trust mm-hmm. the little things that you're getting. Trust the gut. Then, yeah. Then, as you develop that, right. other things start to emerge. Right. So, yeah. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, because I just want to say that the body doesn't lie. And God gave us this intuition for a reason. And Mm -hmm. so as empaths, when we feel it, you know, we can't hide it. We have to trust it because it's always right.
1: Yeah. And that's one thing that we have to kind of work on because it kind of funny, my, my, my wife, she is claircognizant too. Okay. Although I don't claim to have the gift myself. I have other gifts. She definitely has that gift. (laughs) And it was difficult for her to trust things that she was getting to the point because sometimes we know what we're getting, Right. we get it, we feel it's right, but then it doesn't happen right away. And then we say, oh, no, what's happening here? Should I, was I wrong? Was I making it up? And Mm -hmm. I tell people, no, 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 no. One of the hard parts about it is that we don't always know exactly when the
0: time yeah know something
1: but we don't know exactly when so just let it let it unfold you're exactly right she picked up on something that was two years prior to when it happened so we had to wait two years for it to happen and then she she picked it up and she's look I wrote it down here it is 2018 Mm -hmm. this is when see boom I wrote it and Mm -hmm. I was more power to you. you you did awesome
0: yeah I know and she's right and that's exactly what I have I mean I I Predicted the elections and stuff like that. I even predicted the Super Bowl, and it's just to test myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I'm right on. And there's mm-hmm. sometimes where we know things that we don't want to know. I will tell you that, and yes. that's how I learned about my gifts. Finding out things that I didn't really want to know, and you, and that's one of the reasons that I think, um, for me personally, and a lot of people, you don't want to believe it because you don't want to see the truth, but you have to because that is part of it. And so it's it's a difficult, it's a gift, but it's also a difficult thing to have.
1: It is, and but then one of the thing reasons why, because I've encountered people that have had the same issue that you've had. Mm-hmm. The reason why we have that is sometimes to be able to make it better, right. to be able to possibly even change it for yourself or for others. Right. Because I tell people like asking, well, what, what does my future hold? A lot of people ask that in guardian angel readings. I will tell them what the angels say that the path that they're on and how things might unfold. Right. But one of the things that I sell everybody is that the future is not written in stone. It's ever evolving. And so mm-hmm. you get something that you maybe didn't wanna know. Right. But they knew that you could handle that responsibility to maybe try to enact some sort of change or to make it happen smoother or to make it a little bit better. Because although we may not be able to prevent all tragedy and all negative issues, we can be there to be able to help make it better.
0: Right. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break. Hey, you guys, I'm here today with the Angel Whisperer, Michael Terzi. This is Highway to Humanity. We'll be right back.
4: Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities.
0: Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with Compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website nancyyearout.com That's ww.an Hi, it's Nancy Earl. I'm here today with Michael Terzi. He's the angel whisperer. They call him Angel Whisperer Michael. Um, he's been on the show before. Gosh, Michael, you have so much good information. Thank you. There's so many impasse out there. I'm gonna do a class yes. on impasse because I've had so many people that I've met that have, have been impasse and they don't know what to do with their gifts. So I'm really glad we're talking about that.
1: Yes. Um, I've done empath classes as well. And it's oh, a you do that's too. very that's right. near and dear to me. Yeah. Um, I even have a second one that I'm going to be putting out uh, for a zoom class soon. I oh. uh, call the, called the empath and the narcissist. Yeah. Uh, because although it's a, um, it's one that you wouldn't think would happen too often. It's one of the most common relationships there is out there is that right. someone is an empath and they somehow find a narcissist and they they seem to mesh at first and things seem to go well, but eventually it becomes the most toxic relationship there is. And right. so following up on my normal empath workshop, I wanted to do that, too, to help people understand and know how to prevent that from happening or to help yourself even get out of something like that.
0: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened to me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's tough. Well, and I think it's because we're so empathic because we care about people. And what we do is we actually take on the energy of the other person, trying to save them. We're always trying to help. We're always trying to save the other person. And instead, what we're not realizing is we need to save ourselves.
1: Yeah, and subconsciously Uh, or consciously, the hmm. other person will know that. The other person will be and they know that, huh? I think, um, I think it's more conscious than subconscious. There are some people out there that I would say are on the narcissistic spectrum, mm-hmm. meaning that they are not necessarily clinically diagnosed as a narcissist, obviously, mm-hmm. which is very underdiagnosed, I feel, I agree. Um, just from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. But they will, sub, they, they will consciously know they have you. They have an empath here to help them they can rely on you to be able to take on things that they don't know how to handle. Because although empaths feel as though we are insecure sometimes, it is actually the people who are narcissists or have narcissistic tendencies that are the most insecure and scared and in fear. And that's why
0: they're attracted to us so that we yes. can help them.
1: They're attracted but in reality, strength. I'm sorry? They're attracted to our strength. I think
0: they're, they're attracted, attracted to, to
1: energy. our energy. Yeah, that, that that's another way to put it, honestly, is that I see... Our energy, what we have around us, they are attracted to that light and then they feel that we are strong, which we are, we might, which even though some of us may not believe it, um, but we sometimes empaths can be very self-deprecating, uh, but um, we, they can feel it. And so then they latch on and then they feed off of us. And right. then we feel as though we need to help them. We need to be there for them. And then it's hard for us to break away at that point. It really so, is very difficult.
0: Yeah. Thanks for addressing that. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy situation. You know, we all have a guardian angel. Yes. Come into this world with a guardian angel and we leave with a guardian guardian angel. How tell the audience, how we can connect with our angel.
1: Well, there are a lot of different ways. Uh, Everybody's um, that. That's why I do the personal readings is because every angel will have a slight difference in how they'll communicate Mm -hmm. to get really specific But one of the biggest things that I tell universally is that we all have intuition. I feel as though obviously some will be stronger than others and culminating in certain gifts. Mm -hmm. But we all have we all get that gut feeling that we get. Something is going on. Don't go down that alleyway. Go take that class. We feel something. Right. And then we choose to ignore it or to believe it. And part of that is our angels trying to communicate and throwing down red and green flags, trying to help us and guide us. So that is one universal way that our angels talk with us. Other ways will include visual prompts, which I call visual cues, auditory cues, even physical cues when we have an angel that can be pretty tactile mm-hmm. and they can, you can feel a little touch or a warmth or a pressure, or you feel a tingle run up your spine, or you feel something going on that is, there's no explanation for it. It's our angel actually trying to communicate. So I always all- feel
0: the tingle in my head, Michael.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's one, of the, that's one of the big ones that if you do have a tactile angel, um, which I, I don't mean to subcategorize them like that, but um, they do have that their way of communicating is that they will do this head palming, they call it, because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last show, but angels are huge. Every time I see an angel, I haven't seen one under eight feet tall yet when I see them in spirit. Wow. And so they have these huge hands and they just come and they just palm our heads and try to download information into our brains, yeah. mm-hmm. and they try to help us to be able to feel that. And when we can feel that, we feel that pressure, the tingling, the warmth, and then sometimes we even get a little ringing in the ear.
0: Yes, uh, yes, because
1: of that high energy that they have, yeah. high vibrational energy. Our auditory senses, spiritually and physically, will sometimes pick up on that energy, and we'll get mm-hmm. that little Ooh, that might come up. Yeah. And I always tell people that just let it ride, let it happen. Goes away in twenty or thirty seconds. Now, obviously, as a doctor, I say I know about tinnitus. Obviously, it's a real condition, but that's usually bilateral, so in both ears, and it's usually accompanied by other symptoms such mm-hmm. as um, mm-hmm. migraines, uh, neck pain, things like that. So, <laughs> if you don't, if you have it just in one ear, and it's kind of like a kind of like a sing-songy type of a ringing, that's them.
0: That's them talking to you.
1: Try, try to lean into it, take a deep cleansing breath, and just let it happen. Yeah. You'll probably get something in the meantime afterwards. So, Well, it's, it's really,
0: cool really cool that you told me this because now when I feel it, and mm-hmm. it's only for a few minutes, I can feel it in the top of my head. I know it's them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. They're just give me stuff. They're just giving me. Yeah. And I'm not exactly. all tripped out like I used to be. I was like, what is <laughs> going on? And what is going on in my head? Well, that's so, good. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty crazy stuff. Tell people what the angels look like because everybody wants to
1: know. Oh, the angels look like, okay. Um, angels, we, we actually look a decent amount like them. Uh, obviously, the angels were created first from, what, from, from the information that I've gathered. And although there may be other beings in other universes, we are the ones that look the most like them. So when okay. I see them, they do look a lot like us. Okay. And that's why I, during readings, I will say male or female, even though they are pure energy, they will appear to me as a male or female. And they do look a lot like us, like I said, but they are much larger. Um, You know, I I have one that's 13 feet tall behind me all the time. And so he's massive dude, very big, um, bulky guy, you know. And uh, it's funny because they all look a little different, just like we do. And like, for example, that particular gentleman, uh, that's my my big guardian angel, the big guy, he says he's bald by choice. So he chooses to not have hair. So he's just this big bald angel big guy behind me and he's amazing he's awesome super loving and he's what I call my energy angel so he helps me to regulate my energy and helps me with my gifts a lot and so he will look like that but they are big I have seen the gamut between 8 and 13 14 feet tall so they can be different heights male or female like I said different kinds of hair different they even wear accoutrements sometimes I see them wearing little bracelets or really or sometimes they'll wear clothes sometimes they don't um <laughs> a little different and so but they are really awesome they usually all have these glowing eyes different colors sometimes depending on their
0: auras oh really? they have
1: their people have asked about wings yes they do have wings but they're not the normal illustrated feathery wings they're more like an extension of their of their um, souls, an extension of their aura, of their energy. So it's like energy wings that come out. Got it. So I'm, I'm sure some of the first angel mediums saw these and then they're like, oh, those are wings and then just drew them out like that, which is totally mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And they don't care if you picture them like that. They're like, fine, you wanna picture me with feathery wings, go right ahead.
0: Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. they even have
1: multiple pairs.
0: Oh, wow. One of the
1: most interesting things that I don't know if I mentioned before on um, the last show was that they actually do have a third eye. Okay. They have one right where we have the third eye chakra and it's like a vertical eye. And although it doesn't have an iris and a pupil and all that stuff, it is a glowing eye that's right there. And that's where the center of their energy usually ex- exudes from when I'm mm-hmm. connecting and communicating with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have theorized that that might be why people think or have illustrated that angels have halos. Because, I was going
0: to ask you, yeah, about the halo. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The energy, the energy comes out of their head and it engulfs them in this circle Mm -hmm. So I think some people may feel as though when they illustrated it, that those were halos. That's what the halo is.
0: Yeah. I'm going to interject here really quick. I have read and I have thought about it and I I can't remember who I talked to, but we used to be able to see ours too. Our third Mm -hmm. eye, I think. And can you ask, didn't we used to be able to see our third eye? And now
1: it's, it is, it is something that spiritually others would be able to see. And so that is something that so as humans, as a physical body, obviously, we have always I mean, we've evolved and and looked differently over the over the course of our existence, obviously. But Mm -hmm. um, spiritually, it would come out and shine more for those that were perceptive enough to be able to see. So sometimes when I'm doing readings or classes with people and they are very, very sensitive, I will see a third eye. Mm -hmm. them. And it's pretty cool. Um, it's really amazing to be able to see that, and that means that that chakra point is nice and open,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that they are ready to be able to grow and become stronger in their own abilities. Okay. And so, yes, I do feel as though we have, we had been able to see it, and then now over the years, things kind of it changed. <laughs> changed, yeah.
0: And i just I just feel
1: like it'll come back to where I don't know why
0: I just feel that I just I
1: don't know I think it's kind of th- cool I think it could I think it I think it really could, especially I for do. those of us that are opening up more and more like I said, I see it in people right some people have said that they've seen it in me uh, yeah. some people have said that they've seen the aura around me you know right. and that's and I see auras around people so I feel like mm-hmm. because one of the things that I do um which hopefully this doesn't take you too off of the off of your questioning No. But, One of the things that I do is I help people understand that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And so whenever we are trying to get stronger in our gifts, I tell people not to ignore your physical senses, but to bring them both and bring them together, just like I try to do science and spirituality. Make sure that we have both together and that they can culminate and mesh. When I first started out, a medium told me to try to help me uh ignore your physical senses
3: and that's just wrong concentrate
1: on just concentrate on what you're getting yeah. some people use deprivation tanks some people use all these other things mm-hmm. and i don't know about everybody but it hasn't worked for me huh. and it hasn't worked for the people that i've been working with either Mm-mm. what worked was when the angels told me no don't do that <laughs> pay attention to your physical senses because there's a reason why it's called clairvoyance clear seeing clairaudience clear hearing because it's related to our own physical senses. And if we can strengthen both sides, that's when we start to see those third eyes. That's when we start to see things kind of culminating into a a a coalition or a correlation between the both so that we can become the beings that we are truly.
0: Right. Hey, we gotta go to commercial break. So I'm gonna have to stop you there. Hey, you guys, I'm here today with Michael Jersey. Michael, tell people how to get in touch with you.
1: Oh, of course, yes. Uh, I have a Facebook, Angel Media Michael. My Instagram is also at Angel Media Michael. And then I also have a website. I have two websites. One is for me personally, if you want to, if you want any readings, is www.angelwhispermichael.com. And I also have one for my group, which we do paranormal investigations and clearings, riseparanormal.com.
0: Fantastic. This is Nancy Yeralt. This is High Road to Humanity. and We'll be right back.
4: Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
3: Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? is there really a one right way to eat as a chronic dieter i was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets where to even start that's why i decided to go into health coaching as your health coach i will help you find the solution that is right for you i will help you find balance unlike most dietitians and nutritionists i focus on a whole person approach not just food i address stress sleep patterns underlying root issues and so many other contributing factors to health and as a mental illness survivor i love talking about ways to fire up brain health if you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on instagram through the handle sparking wholeness and now let's get back to the show
4: We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road.
0: Hi, it's Nancy. Earle. I'm here today with the angel whisperer, Michael Terzi, and he's teaching us about the angels and the angelic realm. You know, Michael, I've had a lot of people on the show and people talk about good and evil right now, and there's a big war going on out there. What do they say about it? What do they, you know, we're out here fighting, man, you and I. <laughs> I know, I
1: know.
0: What, what do the angels yeah. say
1: to you? Well, very broad category. Um, yes, I know, but hey. Good and evil Yeah. um, Obviously been going on for ages uh, since, since creation. Yeah. But it it has been rough lately and there has been a lot of people that I've encountered that have had similar situations where they feel as though there's a lot of negative energy coming to them. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to control it. There's a lot of negativity and a lot of, for lack of a better term, evil things happening around them. And I tell them all, and I tell everybody, and of course, I don't just abandon them with just this one saying, I help them. But I say, we can control that. Light and dark is something that's going to be around always. There's always going to be two sides of the coin. But the funny thing is, is that light can always trump that darkness. Right. If we know our strength, our own strength. if we have confidence in that and understand mm-hmm. our worth and how strong we truly are with our energy as a person, as a soul, then no negative energy can actually affect us and affect us for long either. You know, people have, once taught, people have asked me, even one student of mine said, well, what, you know, people have thrown curses my way. People have done these things to me and cursed me and my family and all these things. And I say, well, that's, that's what they have chosen to do with their intention.
0: With their if energy. To,
1: yes, if you believe that their intention and their energy is stronger than yours, That's the only way it can actually take effect. Mm -hmm. That's the only way it can actually do anything to you. Mm -hmm. Because all energy is, is basically our intention. Mm -hmm. And so the intention is a huge thing that I always told people about. Someone can say, I curse you, this and this and that to me. And I go, oh, okay, that's nice. Thank you. You know, aren't you adorable trying to curse me? Aren't you? (laughs) Because you're not going to be able to do it because I know who I am not just because I got my big team of angels behind me, which of course they help us all. Right, It's my own strength. I Correct. know that that curse is not going to do anything to me because I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's those people that do these things to others, they prey on those that don't understand their worth or their strength. And I try to- They prey on the weak. They can be. Exactly. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. And, but I know that no light worker out there is weak and we all have the light within us. Mm-hmm. How we choose to use it, and believe in it obviously is different between person to person but i try to help everyone understand that no matter how negative things are even if we encounter you know followers or fallen which i spoke a little bit about that on our last show even if we encounter these particular demonic types of entities we can still protect ourselves from them just because they are These demons, or just because they are these super negative human spirits and they're trying to attack us or do these things to us, doesn't mean that they're stronger than us. We can still control that. It takes time to understand that. And there are certain techniques I try to teach people on how to strengthen that and how to use it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's why we specialize in these cases. We try to specialize in the really dark cases for if someone feels as though they have an attachment, if they have super negative energy around them constantly, if all these things are happening, even um, certain fallen angels I've encountered, you can, we can control this. We can help these spirits. We can help ourselves and we can win this battle, I guess you could say, yeah, to control it and to make sure that it doesn't gain any ground on us.
0: Did the angels talk about the battle that's going on like as the awakening happens, do they give you like any idea of when, you know, things are gonna get better for the world? Do you know what I mean? I know that's kind of
2: a
1: broad question, but. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Um, it, is, it is a hard one to be able to answer fully. Um, this year is going to be huge. Um, okay. This is, like I said, last year was a big transformational year. Now we're coming out of it and more and more people are awakening. And actually I have seen a shift where people are moving towards more of the positivity, more towards the light, more towards change and becoming the change that we all hope to be, the the change that we all hope to have. So the battle coming to an end or getting better, yeah, this year is going to be the huge start of it. It's going to take a couple of years, I feel as though, to be able to really enact all the change we want and to be able to take control of that. But I have a very positive outlook on it from the angels showing me, is everything going to be perfect? Is everyone going to change and become amazing? No, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, I, they're telling me that the positivity, um, is going to outweigh the negativity eventually. Yes.
0: Okay. I agree with you because I feel that way too, intuitively. And I will say this, um, I don't let the negative affect me and I've had the best year, you know, I'm great, you know? So I, I, and you're exactly right. You just can't let that negativity affect you. And you have to realize who you are and be strong in who you are. And I think that makes a big difference. So thanks for saying that because uh, it it's teach. nothing to be afraid of.
1: Yeah, exactly. We shouldn't, the second that we start to let the fear take over us is the second that we start to lose our control mm-hmm. and lose our confidence in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really, one of the biggest things that the angels had told me when I first started out with this, and it was the most simple thing that they told me to get me out of my funk when I first started. And I have on my business cards and all over my website, love thyself.
0: Love yourself.
1: Love who you really are. Yeah. He said it as the old love thyself, you know, and it was profound because although I can say that I liked myself, could I say I loved myself? Right. And it was something that I had to work on and I'm still not perfect at it, you know? I mean, I still get a little depression and I still get a little sad. I, mm-hmm. still, I, I still try to not second guess myself with certain things. I'm not perfect. Right. But the, the, the thing is, is that as long as we keep that in mind about trying to love who we really are
4: mm-hmm. to
1: understand how much we're worth and right. how much we can help and right. how, how much stronger we actually are, that's when we actually start to see that change and make ourselves realize the kinds of souls that we truly are and the, and the light that we have inside us
0: you know it's funny you would say that because that's exactly what I've worked on this year and after I did it I learned to love myself you know which is really interesting um, you don't even think about it like you said you think well I like yourself but you don't yeah. think of it like that and it, and I just want to say one thing when you love yourself, then other people love you too because you're putting out when you love yourself, you attract the love because they pick up on the vibration and it's not a, um, it's not an ego thing. Okay. It's completely opposite than the ego. This is loving your soul, who you truly are, your essence, not what you look like. Yeah, no. yeah, it has nothing to do with your look like. It's your inside. And once you can get, and, and it's so wonderful that you brought that up because it's a hard thing to, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I like myself. Well, no, it's a different thing. It's like yes. being able to look in the mirror and say, I love you and yeah. know that you love who you are.
1: And that and, you mean it. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a hard thing. And going mm-hmm. off of a little bit of what you just said there, yeah. sometimes it is a circle. We need to be good physically to be Mm -hmm. able to be good mentally to be Mm -hmm. able to be good spiritually so i try to keep that in mind with myself as well because i'm very prone to gaining weight and things like that i when i stress i eat i I stress eat you know and so i have all these things that i try to control Mm
3: -hmm. because
1: Mm -hmm. i know in my soul that if i let myself go physically which i've done before i am not good spiritually And then, if I'm not good spiritually, I'm not good mentally. So, we have to keep all those things balanced. And it's a struggle sometimes. But once you get to that point and you're nice and balanced, Mm -hmm. that's when it makes it easier. And then that's also when our gifts start to flourish even more is when we can have all of that open and balanced. Mm -hmm.
0: Balance. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what I talk about, Michael. That is absolutely right. And you're right on. I feel the same way. When I work out, I feel good. I feel good mentally. I feel good physically. And I'm more in tune. And and it's a whole thing. It's a combo. So we got to work on our body, our physical body, and our spiritual body at the Mm -hmm. same time, I think, is what, yeah, that's awesome. 100%. Yeah. Hey, we're getting ready to go to commercial break. Um, You guys, I'm here today with Michael Terzi. He's the angel whisperer. This is Nancy Yearout with High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back.
4: Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
2: the world is coming. Watch the
0: Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use, and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com. Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you.
4: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now welcome back to the High Road.
2: Hi,
0: it's Nancy out. and this is High Road to Humanity. I am so thankful today to have Michael here. Michael, there's so many questions I have for you, and I, I hate to bring up some negative stuff, but I did a oh. show yesterday. Um of the migrants coming across the border, down on the Southern Texas, New Mexico border, or yeah, not Mexico, but Texas. I'm in New Mexico, so I'm thinking New Mexico, but it was the Texas-Mexico border. I talked to a guy who um, is filming down there and he's a former um, federal agent and just watching all these people come in and all these children who are being, um, can I say this in a nice way, Uh, neglected, possibly sexually abused, you know, yeah. is there anything, I mean, we're watching this happen. That's why I have him on the show. I wanted to bring an awareness to what's going on. It's a lot of human trafficking. Um, I know. Yeah. And, and this is not a good subject, but I want to know what the angels uh, say. And what bring it to the forefront. You know what I mean?
1: So everything that's been going on. Um, I haven't talked to them a lot about it recently, but one of the things that people always ask is why are these things allowed to happen? Mm
4: -hmm. And,
1: or why, you know, if we have the protection, why are these things occurring? And the long and short of what they would, the angels always tell me is that although this is horrific and it's, it's tragedy and terrible, and these people are having a really hard time and suffering that these things are going to subside. Sometimes we as a people or mm-hmm. we as a nation or a race or whatever it might be, go through terrible struggles, okay. but mm-hmm. eventually positivity and strength and light will come out of it. It's not a good response to make anybody suffering right now feel any better, that eventually things will get better, but they are going to, and it's not an easy thing to have to wait for But a lot of us can start to enact some of that change by bringing it to light, like you said, by being able to talk about it and to be able to have people know that this is actually happening because we are powerful as a people and as a force of light. And that's why the angels always tell us that we can make those changes, not just spiritually for ourselves, but physically and spiritually for others. And it's when those of us that care don't do anything at all is when things don't ever change. And so that's why you being able to do this, I very much admire to be able to bring that to the forefront, to be able to talk about it with people, to be able to show that there is an issue here, because the more light that's shown on it, the more chance there is for there to be change. Thanks, Michael. Yeah,
0: I agree. Well, it's just, um, you know, it's really hard to watch. And it's really hard to see all this stuff going on. And um, the gentleman I spoke with yesterday said the exact same thing, that we all need to stand up. And he said, we know people need to go and they need to protest and they need to go down to the border where all these children are being brought in unaccompanied and do something about it. Because it's not, they're just going from their bad situation into another bad situation. So there's nothing good coming out of the whole thing. And it's uh it's just a bad deal. Hey, you, um you're into Reiki too. Talk about your Reiki. You do Reiki healings too.
1: I do. Yes. Um, I was originally trained um, in the, um, I guess you would call it the original Usui branch of Reiki. Dr. Usui. Okay. Um, was the one who created Reiki and the angels told me that Reiki itself that it, when I was learning about it, mm-hmm. I thought that it was a bunch of just cooey, you know, because I was, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a doctor, you know, right. I mean, I'm, not, I'm right. not an MD, but you know, being yep. an OD, I was, I was trained in science to be able to help heal. Mm-hmm. And I was also an EMT before that for a little while too. So the physical healing portion of things was a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And when they, when I first became an angel medium, they then said, well, you're also going to be a healer. And I said, well, I am a doctor, right? And I said, no, 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 a different way of healing. And I thought, okay, Reiki, energy healing, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: because I just do this and now they're healing. It doesn't, you know, and they said, no, no, no there's a lot more to it. Right. So I learned about Usui Reiki and it, it definitely clicked with me. And yeah. I tell people that if, you, if Reiki doesn't click with you, there are other methods of energy healing that are just as good. Yes, but, I just you know, took a class. You know,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, I just right. took a class on because you mentioned it to me. You're like, hey, Nance, yeah. you got to take a class on yeah. energy healing. And I did. I just took a class on energy healing. And it's really cool because I can heal remotely now, mm-hmm. which is really a neat thing to do. And you yeah, can do that, too. Really cool. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you yeah. know, there are things that we, if you're an empath, you guys, there are classes out there um, that you can take in order to do this kind of stuff. And yes. it works.
1: It's yeah. the cool thing. It works. Yes. One of the things that I tell people that my angels told me was, uh, first, you have to be very, very confident and understanding and accepting of your own and gifts as an empath or as a claircognizant or a clairvoyant. You have to start off with that in order to truly, really enact the actual healing that you want to provide. Right. Because if you're not confident in your own gifts, then creating a new healing gift for yourself, it's not going to be as strong as what you'd like Right. So I had to get to that point myself before I took it.
3: Me after too. I took
1: that, yeah. <laughs> and after I took that, the angels kind of filled in the blanks for me and I created my own angel Reiki where I connect oh. with, with angels and I do Reiki that way where I'm not only in channeling in nature, energy or energy from a higher plane, but I'm also taking the energy from your angels and directing it better than it would have if it was just flowing into you because sometimes we can't feel it or know where to use it if they're just giving us energy. So I connect with the angels and I put that energy in as a a medium a source of that energy as a conduit. Mm -hmm. And I also, Uh, transmute energy as well uh, with with my Reiki. So I take in any negative someone might have, transmute it, and then I give it back as a positive healing source. Right. Part of that is actually going to be some of what I'll teach with my own Reiki classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say it's Usui. It's going to be a different uh, kind of Reiki. It's not going to be perfect angel Reiki, but it is going to have a lot of elements of it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to start doing those eventually too on on Zoom and hopefully in person as COVID starts to subside. I'm very Mm -hmm. excited about it. I have them ready. I just haven't announced anything yet.
0: Oh, okay, cool.
3: (laughs) I'm glad you told us about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am going to start doing it for for those that want to learn um, a little bit more. Even Reiki masters, I have told about it and they said, oh, I would love to take at least one of those classes. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going to have the
1: one, two and masters classes, but for those that just want to learn a little bit more that are already masters in another branch, adding to that repertoire of how the angels taught me how to do Reiki might strengthen their own. So I encourage everybody, if they want to learn a little bit more, check it out.
0: Yeah. No, I think so. I think so. Hey, any cool stories that you want to tell us today? We got about five minutes left here on the show today. Tell us some cool cool angel stories, Michael. What kind of stories? I don't Uh, know. Good. Like, um, I don't know. Anything interesting that you think would help us or or guide Hmm. us? Or there's a lot of people looking for um, peace, I think, right now.
1: Right, right. Um, Let's see. There's been a lot of really great stories as far as helping people with uh, angel readings and doing things like that. Um, Things have been opening up immensely for people. And so being able to connect with certain individuals and to help them to be able to open up and awaken has really exponentially gotten more and more. Uh, prevalent. And so that's been really amazing. So I encourage people, if you don't want to get a reading from me and you want to get it from somebody else or anything like that, if you feel as though you have certain gifts, try to see if others can pick up on it. Try to see if they can help you with it and to be able to come into that. Right. Um, One particular story, there was somebody that was very much in the negative. There was somebody that was brought up in thinking that we can't control it and that there are these demons or negative entities or goblins or gremlins or anything that's around them just trying to mess with them, trying to hurt them. Wow. There are spirits trying to abuse them. You know, they feel the pushes and they feel itches and scratches and they feel all this stuff. And they're like, I can't, I can't deal with it. After doing the reading with them and connecting them with their angel, it was really great to see them change. Right. And they say, oh, I just talk with my angel now. Mm -hmm. And my angel helps me to understand what's going on. I can't hear them perfectly like you do, but I can feel it. And then I feel more confident. And then I feel better in knowing that things are going to get better. And so even though someone might have lived in the negative for 20 so years of their life, because it was just the way she was taught that these things can hurt us. She grew up,
0: her parents told her that they programmed her that way.
1: Yeah, exactly, from yeah. um, the, the area that she lived in. You know, I, I'm doing readings internationally now, so there are some people that I've even done in, in South Africa or um, Germany or things like that, and right. it runs the gamut of different people that have had different cultural experiences in their hometowns or in their countries. And once they f- figure out that they can control it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they change. And it's been really amazing to see every single person that has been in that negative space to be able to change like this one woman and she's still working on it but she's been doing amazingly and so it's been really awesome um, even <laughs> doing a recent clearing that i did uh being able to go over to somebody's home and to and for them to learn that it's not a demon that's in their home uh-huh, but uh-huh. a sad lost woman a female soul that is trying to find one of her 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 child she she had in, in, during due to extenuating circumstances they both died separately and she didn't know where her child was okay there was such negativity from that that this woman wasn't able to pass over right but being able to connect with this female spirit and to tell her and let her know yeah your child actually did pass on you can go meet him again you can be with him again and to be able to see that change was really Mm -hmm. awesome too and the reason why i bring up a clearing is that not just people but also spirits sometimes need our help too and I, right. and I encourage everybody who may have any kind of sensitivity, even if you can't perfectly talk with them or feel everything, if there's a negative spirit around, I tell people to acknowledge it, to right. know that they're there, to not ignore it, but to give them that positivity and that light back right. instead of negativity and fear. Right.
0: I don't get the negative ones. I get a lot of people who are That's stuck. Good. And they don't know where they're at. And then they. Yeah. I, I tell them, you know, I help them to the light. And I guess yes. they call me. There's a name for what I do. I, they call, I don't know what it is, but I just help people. People come. I think they see my light, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I know they're there. And I ask them who they are. And then I tell them, you know, I tell them the deal and tell them where to go. And, and I help yeah. them. And they go. And yeah.
1: I encourage mediums to do that. I yeah, that's what I do. I can see or feel spirit yeah. to help them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't always know exactly what to say, and sometimes right. the spirit may not know exactly where to go. Right. But if people feel overwhelmed by anything super negative and they need a little bit of help, let me know. I never get negative. I never, get negative. Coach with that.
0: I never yeah. get negative, Michael. Some I always get. Don't. Yeah, I don't ever get that. Um, if I that's do good. feel a bad vibe, you know, I just. I I don't know. I just, I guess I'm, I'm fortunate in that respect that I haven't felt the negative. I don't
1: know. Yeah. And I didn't get a lot of it either personally myself. I got a couple of them here and there that were kind of negative, but I go out and look for them and that's, (laughs) that's part of my thing. Yeah. You know, I tell people, you know, I'm going to be doing a clearing um, next week at somebody's home locally here. Right. um, Who has had a negative entity and she, it's been going on um, ever since uh, right before COVID happened. So it's been going on for over a year. And now they're home. Yeah. Oh and my they were home all the time. And so oh that, was, that was making it really tough. So now next week, I'm finally going to meet with this person. I'm going to go over to the home. I'm going to see what's going on. And I'm going to hopefully bring some light to the situation for both her and the spirit that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I encourage people that if you do need a little bit of help and understanding any kind of negativity that they have, to reach out to someone like myself. If you feel more comfortable mm-hmm. with someone else, that's totally fine. I'm not the mm-hmm. only one trying mm-hmm. to do good work out there. But to reach out to somebody that might be a little bit more sensitive so that you can understand it. Right. Can you do remote? So. Yeah. Can you,
0: can you do I that do. remote? Okay. okay. I, do. I, I do do
1: remote can... ones. Sometimes okay. obviously personal, uh, you know, physical ones will be, uh, I'll need to go. And if I have to travel, I will. Okay. Um, if somebody is in another state or something like that, I will try to get over there if, if it's really bad, but um, I can't do remote clearings for those that I feel like I can handle remotely. Um, but one of the things that I, that reason why it's understanding it, and that's one of the big things that I try to give people is that it's not a demon, right? Or it's not this, or it's not that. It's actually this is happening. Yeah. And one of the big things that happens is that the homeowners then go, "Oh, wow! Oh, I feel really sorry for this spirit. That this, that that they have so much anger, or they have so much sadness. They're just and they're, stuck. They kind of, have this, yeah. And because yeah. I try to help people understand that ninety-eight percent of the things that I encounter are human souls, right? And they just need help. They just need to be able to find their way back to the light. And to be able to find that strength inside them that they forgot when they passed on because mm-hmm. they were so engulfed in their own negativity when they when they passed. Right. So being able to give them that strength, not just the spirit, but the homeowners to know that they can actually enact some change as well is really mm-hmm. great, too. So I love helping people and educating them on that, too, because, you know, like I said, 98 percent is just is, is people it's mm-hmm. it, it affects us. And some of them can be very negative, mm-hmm. which is what I, what, what I would call the lesser demons. Um, for people that are on the whole demon thing, mm-hmm. is that there are mm-hmm. the demons, which are the fallen, and then the followers who are, I guess, are people, but people would categorize them as the lesser demons. And so, but they're people. They just need to be opened up to it again, and to be able to show them that they can be better, and that they can move on, and that they don't have to be stuck here and manipulated by anything anymore.
0: Right. I want to ask you about the dark demons. Can they um, take somebody over if they're weak? Can they take? Can they take over their body, their soul? Is that possible?
1: Yes, I, so I believe it so is. There are, yeah, there's there's two different categories that the angels have coached me on. Okay. Which is an attachment and okay. a possession. Okay. Now, even going into religion and things like that, and, and people have talked about it on television, they even have categories of degrees of possession. The angels said, "Don't." worry about that there's just possession and attachments
0: okay attachments
1: are from followers those are the human souls those are the ones that are negative people that are being manipulated by fallen demons that can attach to us if we are weak or if we are sad or depressed and I've only ever encountered three actual attachments um because they are rare because sometimes there's just a negative spirit around and people feel oh they're attached to me well, no, they're either attached to the home attached to the land or they're just around trying to prey on your energy mm-hmm. so either way i help no matter attachments i have to deal with differently but mm-hmm. either way i help with it okay. then there are possessions and possessions are demonic okay. so those are the fallen angels okay. those are the ones that happens but those are actually super rare okay. i have yet to encounter an actual possession yet i have encountered okay. people that have had a fallen around them and they and i feel that energy and i have been able to help
3: Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm.
1: I have not found one that's actually a possession because although people may think it's more prevalent than it is, one thing that the angels told me is that the fallen angels, they don't like people. So flat out, they don't really want to possess them. Gotcha. They will if they need to, but they find out they, they are, they're disgusted by us, which is why which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. They are so full of hate and malice from way back when we were created that they actually try to avoid us and send their followers to do most of their work I see. which is why if i have to help out with a fallen i gotta get through those followers first because Before they're going to be doing most of the grout work I gotcha. Yeah. so possessions wow. are very very rare but crazy. it can't happen crazy
0: yeah. hey we're out of time but thanks for coming on the show today tell everybody yeah. again how to get in touch with you what classes you have give them all your information michael
1: Okay, great. Uh, Well, again, yes, my name is Dr. Michael Terzi. I'm Angel Media Michael. I have a Facebook at Angel Media Michael, as well as an Instagram of the same name. I also have a Facebook and Instagram of Rise Paranormal, which is just at Rise Paranormal. And then, of course, I have the two websites, angelwhisperermichael.com and riseparanormal.com. The Angel Whisperer one is more along from me. So if you want a Reiki, if you want a reading, even a past life reading, which I do do for people, um, you can obviously contact me for guardian angel readings, all those things on that website. If there are, if you're having issues, paranormal experiences, if you're having a hard time being able to deal with things like this, Rise Paranormal website is where you can come into contact with me and my group, and then we can try to do something either remotely if you are far away, okay. or if you're locally in the California area, we can definitely send something out um, pretty quickly. If it is very very bad in another state, I will try to set up travel to be able to go help that person. Wow, you're so, a good soul. Yes, uh, Those are the ways you can get in touch with me. Um, yes, obviously readings, Reiki, my classes I'm trying to do, like I had mentioned, the empath cool. class. My um, cool. Reiki classes are going to be coming out soon. So I'm trying to get those out there to be able to get more into the teaching modality because I do really want to be able to help people to not only open up to their gifts and accept them, but to also start helping them prosper and to right. become stronger mm-hmm. so that they can get to the confidence point that I feel like I'm almost at myself. There you is. go. <laughs> but, and if I can enact some sort of change, I love to teach. So if I can enact that, I definitely help people with that too. I even do private classes for people who want those. So That's if people want a private class with their angels and me, I can definitely help them with their individual gifts too on an individual basis if you don't yeah. like group classes.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. You do such Thank good work and, and God bless. Hey, you guys, uh, gotta get out of here for today, but this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to my channel. Bye. Can I achieve
2: goal. Let's hit the high road.